Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome, everybody, to episode number two of Real Life Living in the Here and Now. I'm Jeremy Baker, and with me, as always, is Joe Farmer, and today we're going to be talking about identity. On our last episode, the very first episode, we kind of just welcomed you and, and, and essentially just talked about the, some of the things that we're going to be discussing on this show, and we're just going to dive straight into the meat and the potatoes in this next episode. So moving forward, we're going to be talking about identity, and this is going to be split up into a couple of different uh, uh, episodes we're going to be talking about what identity is. We're going to be talking about where it comes from, uh, how we change it, um, all those good things. So to start, let's pull out the old Google definition search bar. And we have identity as defined as the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So in your own words, Joe... What what is identity when you think about it? Well, when you're when you're thinking about it as a person, you know who you are as a person. Uh, identity is just really finding out who God really intended you to be, and I believe everybody has a purpose. I believe nobody's a mistake, regardless of your, you know, your circumstances or your background. Um, God had has a a purpose for your life. He he has a plan. Of, he, he's the one that made you the way you are, your personality, the way you look, uh, the way you act to some degree. A lot of that is based upon God's design for you when he created you of how he wanted you to be. And so finding that out is, we, is, is finding out about ourselves and how God made us and, and what he intended us to do with our life is is where we find our true purpose the thing that i believe that people are dealing with today and it's it's true you know it's true in my life as well i feel like we are in an identity crisis um most people today don't have any sense of who they are uh not only spiritually but just as a person and it takes on you know numerous different forms uh in life it can be uh, you know just fill in the blank for me uh, and I'm just going to share a little bit about uh, you know my you know struggles with identity um, most kids really start discovering they have an identity problem right at the age of adolescence that's why you think uh, when a kid starts middle school oh they're rebelling you know that's just teens they just do that no that's that's not a teen problem. That's an identity problem. Um, there is just this sense of, of that of that age, uh, the age of, uh, they call it coming of age, becoming an adult, where people start 
questioning who they are, what their purpose is in life, why are they here. And for a kid that doesn't, that hasn't been told who they are or hasn't had somebody instilling into them a sense of who they are and giving them an identity, kids begin to search for that. And they don't know that's what it is. And I didn't know what it was, you know. Um, my mom gave me and my sister away, basically when I was born. Um, never met my father. Uh, I was adopted by my grandparents, and I grew up in a very mentally and physically abusive home. And I was told, as a, even as a you know, a, a kid my entire life, that I was no good. Uh, that I never amount to anything. That I was hated. That they wished I was never born. They wished I was never there. And as a kid, you begin to live down to those expectations. So like most kids at the age of 12, uh, 13 years old, you know, I told somebody, I said, it's like you walked up to me and you hit a self-destruct button. You know, I just started self-destructing. And I started experimenting with drugs and I started uh, getting in trouble and I started skipping school and, and uh, I didn't, you know, I got sent off. I stayed in court all the time for theft and, and things like that. And during my life, just started going down this path of hopelessness that, you know, I didn't know I, could, I would ever be able to get out of. But if you came up and asked me, hey, what's the problem? I wouldn't have said, well, I don't have a dad, and I grew up in this horrible home, and, and I just want to get high. You know, I, I never, I didn't get up every morning with that on my mind, but that was why I did what I did. And if you look today in, in the world, identity theft is one of the most prevalent crimes in the world today. That's when somebody takes your identity, they steal your social security number, they steal your personal information, and they go out and they commit crimes with it. They get loans in your name. They do things in your name that you normally wouldn't do. Well, that's, that's what happens to us. The, the devil, the enemy, the world, our circumstances steals our identity. Our identity is found in Christ. And the person that is doing those things, the person like, like myself, the guy that was getting high, the guy that was mean to people, uh, the guy that was stealing things, the guy that was uh, you know, in trouble with the law, all of those things, that, that was not me. That was not the person that God created me to be. My identity had been stolen. And because I didn't know who I was, I became what the world said I was, what other people said I was. You know, And, and, and I think people do it a lot, uh, even in your profession, Jeremy, you're a teacher. And if we aren't careful, we label kids. Oh, that's that kid from up, up that holler from that family. He's no good. Or you're this kid from over here, and so therefore you're no good. And that's what happened to me. And I began to just take on looking for my identity. So I took on this identity of being rebellious, of being a hell raiser, of being a drug abuser, of being this guy, you know, this that God never intended for me to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that matter of fact, that's what I was kind of looking up there as you were talking. There's when I was in college, they talked about, uh, you know, different uh, psychologists and different things. But basically, they I'm, I'm a high school teacher. And so at that age of life, um, 
it, it's basically it's called the identity stage. It's the identity. Uh, matter of fact, Eric Erickson, uh, ident- uh, the the stage there. It's his fifth stage, and it's uh, basically a theory of psychological development, and it's basically identity versus role confusion. And so you're. It's a time when when you're coming into really who you are as a person but what happens I think more so than uh, than, than true realization of who you are is is role confusion and, and like you said you begin to take on many different coats and wear different many different hats I know when I was in high school um, I was the, the class clown so to speak uh, kind of kid um, I, I basically uh, do whatever uh, to, to make people laugh, I wanted to be liked, and so I began to uh, allow that to define me and look in, in a multitude of different areas, none of which are, are good, uh, to try to figure out who I was. And so I was just confused looking into this and looking into that. And I think if our listeners out there, if you think back to your life, uh, there was definitely a, probably a, a time there, and maybe, maybe you're still going through that, where you're looking to different things. You really, at the end of the day, when you lay down, you really don't know who you are. Uh, you kind of you're lost so to speak because the reality is we have so many different um, things pulling at us and so many things trying to get our attention and say hey you have to do this or you have to be that or you have to go this direction or in order to succeed you have to make this amount of dollars or you know X Y and Z you name it um, but it, it it's true Joe and, and you know working in the school system you, you see it all the time of of different kids and different groups, and it's it's so easy for people to kind of label and say, "Hey, this is what kind of kid that is," and yada yada yada. And um, I know just for me, one example, I know there there's a there's a student that I had, um, and basically, um, to to put it lightly, just kind of a uh, made a little ruckus here and there in the classroom, a little loud, wanted some attention, things like that for. A lot of teachers uh, probably, you know, giving them some trouble. And uh, for, for whatever reason, I just kind of showed this student a little love. Just kind of, we, we made a relationship. And before you know it, at the end of the semester, I was getting messages from him uh, wanting to basically improve his grade. You know, wanting, he, he, he realized he was doing poorly. And, you know, what can I do to, you know, I need this work. Can you help me with this and this and that and yada, yada, yada. And before you know it, he's uh, doing really good in my class. And so I think uh, it's, we have to be really intentional and really careful uh, about about what we play, you know, how, how we place our identity, especially on, you know, me as an adult now, uh, the younger generation as a teacher. But in general, like I said, you know, all these, these kids and all of us are, there's things spoken over our lives, like you were saying, Joe, in the home you grew up in. There's things spoken over your life, and, and it really, you know, the Lord spoke this whole thing into creation. And words are extremely powerful, and, and there's a lot of people grow up in homes or in situations to where all they ever hear is negative. They can't do this, they can't do that, you're not going to amount to anything, and that becomes reality for them. It starts to, to, to literally, those words kind of breathe life, or in this case, death, uh, on a person, and, and it's, a, it's, it's extremely sad thing to see. Yeah. You know, and there are just kids that you know we we focus on the behavior i tell people i don't ever remember a grown-up ever having anything good to say about me growing up and um it just it it causes you to become somebody you're not and 
somebody that God didn't intend for you to be. But I remember, you know, I used to sit on this church steps in Wallens Creek in Harlem County where I'm from. And, uh, it was an organized church there. Hadn't been for a while. They didn't have a pastor. They didn't have a congregation, really. And I would sit there. It had a, a covered porch, and I would sit there, and I would, you know, I would sleep there. I would, I would sit there and drink and get high, and and, um, and they, they called it Joe's Church. That's that's where I hung out, at, you know. So, uh, but I remember God sent a pastor there, and and Nick, he lived next door, right beside a church, and he began to sit down and talk to me. And I remember he used to tell me he loved me. And I thought, man, that's just, that's just weird, you know. But they started praying for me. And then, uh, you know, I got under conviction so bad, you know, for the first time in my life, you know, Jeremy, I can honestly say the things that I was doing, I never thought, well, this is wrong. You know, I shouldn't get high. I shouldn't steal. I shouldn't do the things that I do. It's just what everybody I knew did. I mean, it's just everybody I run around with, everybody I knew, it's what they did. But, you know, when God started dealing with me, then I started to question those things in my life. I remember I just started questioning life itself. Why am I here? You know, I'm a human being. Oh, my gosh, there's a God. And I remember I used to literally look at my hands and think, you know, I'm a human being. I live on a planet called Earth. And, you know, there's a God. And well, I'm going to hell. And I was terrified to go to sleep at night. And... Uh, a couple of my friends had gotten saved, and uh, one of my friends came by my house one night, and you know I'd run out of reasons not to go stay all night with him anymore. We used to hang around together all the time and party, and you know, and things. And I went home with him that night, and we were in his his living room with him, and he's he's dead now. He he went on to be with the Lord, but um, sitting there in that living room that night, uh, there was only one other time in my life that I felt God knock on my heart. And, and to get saved and I went up to the altar and nobody would pray with me and I didn't know how to pray I didn't know anything I didn't know anything about it and uh, that night I was in my buddy Jimmy's house and him and his mom were talking to me and, and that battle was going on in my mind and you know I was 19 years old almost 20 and, and the devil saying well you can't live it you're too young and God's saying you know come to me I love you and, and all of a sudden though, all that you know, the, the voice of the devil just, just left. And the glory of God came, just came all over me. And God spoke to me. And he said, ask these people to pray for you. And, and I couldn't talk. Uh, and I looked at Jimmy's mom and she said I was glowing like a light, like literally glowing. And she said, do you want to pray? And when she did, I fell on my face that night. And instantly, God delivered me from drug addiction, and God completely saved me, and I've never been the same. And uh, that set me on a journey. And I tell people, I didn't realize how screwed up I was till I got saved. You know that getting saved doesn't make all your problems go away. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't erase the years of abuse, the years of low self-esteem, all that. You know, I'm medicated. So I didn't deal with my anger. I didn't deal with my low self-esteem. I didn't deal with the generational stuff. I didn't deal with the father wounds that I had. I didn't deal with any of that. So, you know, I began to, for the first time in my life, uh, go on this journey with God uh, of Him showing me who I was in His Word 
instead of me just reacting to what was happening inside of me. Yeah, so well, basically, and, and as, you're, as you're talking there, I think a couple of things are, are coming up that I want our viewer, viewers to, to pay attention and listen to because we're all in different uh, paths and we're all in different uh, places of understanding in terms of identity. And so there's, so far right now, we're seeing basically two types of identity so to speak. We see kind of uh, basically God and how he defines us and then everything else. And, and so for, for, those, for, for those of who may not understand, what would, so if I were you know, a teenager or saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not, not a Christian or whatever, I don't, I don't really know who I am in God, but I, I, know, I know who I am, though. I have, I have this job or I have, I'm married, I have kids, I have, everything's going well for me. Um, I think I, I think I know who I am. Uh, what would what would you say to that person? Well, you know, there's there's self esteem and there's God esteem. You know, self esteem is like a vitamin. It, it doesn't come from within. You know, there are things that our bodies need that we can't get that it doesn't make. You know, certain vitamins, certain minerals, and things that we have to take in through our diet or or, or take in some other way through a supplement to get it. Self-esteem is the same way. Uh, you have to get it from somewhere else. And first of all, our, our identities is not from what we do. It's from who we are. You know, and I had a really good friend I worked with for years, and he was like family to us. And, you know, in my line of work, uh, as you know, I have an insurance agency, but as an insurance agent, for years, every year you could, if you produce a certain amount of insurance, you got to go on these exotic trips all over the world and he went almost every year and I went almost every year and he was actually was my boss and I went with him and we spent time together on vacations every year we were always together and I, I love this man we told each other we loved each other but yet he he came time to retire and he actually was going to retire early at age 58 and Jeremy he retired and he didn't stay retired six months and end up we had this this office I worked at we were all like a family it was a really special place and he was so miserable his life was so wrapped up in in who he was at work and that atmosphere and that job that he eventually not even probably a year after that he killed himself a young man that had you know everything that you think you would ever want he had all the money he would ever want he was as successful as anybody could have ever been in his chosen field. Um, and yet he didn't know who he was. Apart from that, he didn't know who he was. So, and I see that a lot. If your identity is wrapped up in anything other than who you are in Christ, and we've seen this through this global pandemic we're in, um, everything that you know and love can be taken away from you in a minute. Your job, your savings, your retirement, um, your your ability to graduate high school, everything, gone in a minute. You know, if you play basketball, there was no March Madness. There's 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 none of that. There's no baseball season. And if your identity is wrapped up in those things, then you're hurting. When that when something shakes that, then what are you gonna do? Yeah. So there there there's a there's a false set of identity that that can even like Joe was saying there, you know, when we put our trust into 
anything else. And that's what I've, I've realized through my experiences is everything I've ever done, uh, it, it always lets you down. There, like you said, when you when you think about you know who you are uh, in, in your job or even even as a husband, uh, as, as a father, you know, those are things that, uh, that, that I am, they're a part of me, but ultimately Jesus Christ is the only true foundation. And apart from that, you know, really when you lay your head down at night and it's just, there's nothing else around, there's, there's no job, there's no one there with you, it's just you and you alone, ask yourself just, you know, who are you? And, and, um, and like you said, Joe, all these things, it's crazy to me. I never imagined in a hundred years that we'd be in a time where in a, in a blink of an eye, like you said, everything we know and understand is stripped away from us. And if our, if our hopes, if our, like, you, like we're talking about, if our identity is in those things, in the things that we do, then we're left feeling absolutely devastated and, and we're, we're torn apart and we're, we're you know, destroyed in a sense, but but I love what you said there. It's not what we do, it's who we are. And you know, I heard heard something recently by this fellow named Jeremy Roloff um, on Instagram. He made a post and he took a picture of his little girl there, and he was saying that when he when he uh, he he would get her. I think I think she's the same age as Everett, so my son is four, and he would get her and look at her in the eye, and he would say, "Do you know why I love you?" And he over time. He would constantly say this, and he says, "Because you're my daughter," and 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 that's it's it's nothing that we we do, it's we are God's sons and daughters, and we are loved. And when we're found in that, nothing, no no one can take that away. There's nothing can be stripped. At the end of the day, nothing can be taken. That cannot be taken away from you. Everything else can be taken away from you, but that. Is, is at the, the foundation uh, of our identity. And that's, that's true identity versus some kind of false reality that's, that in, at a time may seem like it's good or, or strong or will be there for you, but in reality is not. Amen. And we're going to get a little, delve a little deeper into this in the next episode. Um, but, you know, we truly are an identity crisis. We are made in the image and the likeness of God and to know who you are you have to you have to find we kept the identity or the the image but we've lost the likeness and we've got to rediscover that and the only way you're going to be happy or know who you truly are in life is to rediscover that and and that's only found in God and God's Word so we appreciate everybody tuning in today to uh, the real life living in the here and now and we hope you tune back in next week as we uh, continue this uh, discussion on identity. Thank you for listening and remember to keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.